This podcast is a production of Phoenix Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the Phoenix Media Podcast Network by visiting phoenixmedia.us. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. Thank you for tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. I'm your host, Christian Phoenix. Now, growing up as a comic book fan of the 80s and 90s, I've always been fascinated with how storytellers translated these iconic heroes from the page to film, television, and radio. Long before we got the big-budget CGI epics we enjoy today, children gathered around their radios to hear their favorite do-gooders come to life with little more than their imaginations and these broadcasts from a time long forgotten. I invite you to gather around your radio for this presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. horse with the speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty high silver, the Lone Ranger. In the early days of the western United States, the masked rider of the plains led the fight for law and order in the new territory. His courage was only matched by his sense of fair play, and Indians and white men alike turned to him for help. It was for this reason that he was able to settle so many disputes between them by peaceful means. Return with us now to those thrilling days when the West was young. From out of the pass come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, Silver! There's going to be trouble in the Miller Creek country! We've got to hurry! As our story opens, the Lone Ranger and his faithful Indian companion, Tonto, had reined in their horses behind the express office at the little crossroads town of Three Forks. They're watching the approach of a stage from the east. That must be the stage we've been waiting for, Tonto. 
The regular stage on this run isn't due for several hours yet. Mm, that ain't all right. I hope the government has sent the right kind of man to settle the argument between Canfield and Chief Whitecloud. Uh. The Indians are in the right, and if Canfield is permitted to steal their land, there may be trouble. Whitecloud, maybe go on warpath. He's lived at peace with the whites for a good many years, but he'll not let his tribe be cheated. Tell uh. What matter? The fellow standing just beyond the hitching post. Isn't that Ruth Corby? Mm, that him? One of Canfield's men. Shadow, he must be here for the same reason we are. To learn who's been appointed to judge the quarrel between his boss and the Indians. Uh, and he'll make a report. He can beat the stage in Newton by almost a week on horseback. Stage trail go long way round. Canfield isn't taking chances. Here's the stage now, Kimasabi. Careful we're not seeing. Oh, there! Oh, you critter! Oh! 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 Get down and open the door for the judge, Frank. Likely be wanting to stretch his legs. I might have to ride inside all morning. Yeah. Stand back, folks. Let the judge get out. The judge will be here for a couple of minutes changing the horses if he feel like getting out for a bit. Thank you, Frank. I think I will. I'll seat the horses now. All right, fellas, hurry up. You're the fellow the government sent us to noon, mister? How's things at Washington? Who'd you figure's the right of it? Canfield or them Indians? <laughs> Gentlemen, please, one question at a time. Here you are, Judge Allen, ain't you? Have we met before? Uh, taint that, Judge. Just that I heard the guard there call you by your title. There's been some talk that maybe you'd be the one that was sent out here. Oh. <laughs> Reckon it won't take you long to show them redskins where they get off. I'm not entirely acquainted with the facts. Of course you ain't. But from the little I've been told, the issue seems clear. Sure it is. Them Indians are trying to grab what's rightfully Canfield's. Yes? That wasn't my impression. Why, just the whole thing's down in black and white. Canfield's land runs up to Bitter Creek in the south, and the reservation starts on the other side of the creek. But now White Cloud's claiming land north of the creek. But when the boundaries of the reservation were agreed upon, the creek didn't follow its present course. It don't make no difference. It seems to me to make a considerable difference. A landslide changed the course of Bitter Creek, didn't it? Yeah. But when Chief White Cloud signed the treaty with the government, the creek flowed several miles north of its position now. Oh, what if it did? All that agreement says is that the Indians get the land south of Bitter Creek. If the creek changes course, why, that's just the Redskins' hard luck. They should have thought of that maybe happening when they signed the treaty. Hmm. Canfield would become an immensely wealthy man if I decided in his favor, wouldn't he? He ain't asking for nothing but what's his. You're one of his men? I never said it was. No, I noticed hey, that. Yes? Better get inside. We're all hitched up and ready to start. Thank you, Eric. Well, good day, sir. Uh, wait, Judge. Well? Uh, then you're going to give that land to them blasted redskins? I haven't said that. Well, but just now you I said... I said that the facts as I know them seem to favor White Cloud. I may find when I'm on the ground that there are other circumstances which alter the case. Until then, I'm certainly not qualified to express a definite opinion. Yeah, but you good said... Day. All set, Judge? Hey, Larry, go ahead, Frank. Get up there! Get up! Get up! Asking Judge Allen a lot of questions, Tyler. Hmm. Wait, he's getting on his horse. Him look plenty mad. You see which way he's going? Him go west. He'll report to Canfield that Judge Allen is sympathetic to the Indians. Uh. And Canfield isn't the kind of man to agree to arbitration unless he's sure the judgment will go in his favor. Him crook. He'll do something to make sure he wins out. And he won't care whether it's within the law or not. Just so it serves his purpose. Uh. Tyler, I want you to ride on to Newton. How to do that? Try to find out what Canfield plans when he hears from Ruth Corby. Uh-huh. Then meet me at her old camp in the hills. I'll ride ahead of the stage to make sure none of Canfield's men are on the stage trail. Judge Allen has to arrive at Newton safely. Uh-huh. Come on, Scott. get him up, Scout. Several days later, that Phil Canfield entered the office of Bert Buckman, Indian agent for White Cloud's reservation. 
chair. Uh, Say, what's ailing you? This blasted office of yours, Bert, is getting overrun with redskins. <laughs> I'm Indian agent, ain't I? And teach them redskins to get out of the way when a white man comes along. Yeah? I nearly bumped into one just now because he wouldn't get off the side of the steps I was coming up. And there wasn't room to go around him? What difference does that make? I'll have a look and see who it was. I don't hold with them engines getting too independent. There ain't no one out there now. Hmm. Reckon he got scared and beat it. That's always troubling you? Not by a blame sight. What I want to know is what's happened to Roof. I expected him back yesterday. It's a long ways to Three Forks and back, Canfield. He knows we're waiting on his word. Oh, he'll get back as soon as he can. You ain't worried about not getting that land, are you? Why wouldn't I worry about it? Ain't it worth a fortune? Shucks. Judge Allen's the only one we got to be afraid of. Anybody else they'd be likely to send out here, Commissioner Langley or one of them, would be sure to look at it your way. I seem to be certain. And besides, <laughs> ain't I here to testify you got the right of it? After what I paid you, you say anything different, and I'll make it so blasted hot for you. <laughs> Doggone if you ain't touchy. You're Who's that? Eh? Well, now, <laughs> after all your hollering, here comes Roof now. It is. Look for yourself. We was just talking about your roof. Here, boss. Well, you find out. It's Judge Allen. Oh. Well, I'll be switched. You sure of that roof? I ought to be. I talked to him. What'd he say? He said enough to show he's against us. Yeah? He said from what he'd heard about it that White Cloud ought to get the land. Just what I was afraid of. And that means... That means that he's got to be took care of. Huh? Took care of? Are you local? Just local enough to aim to have that land no matter who the government was fool enough to send out here. But can't... And just you... local enough to have figured maybe this would happen and make a plan to take care of it. You got a scheme, boss? You just bet I have. Close that window, Roof. Right, boss. And I'm telling you this. After I get through, I'll not only have the land I want, but I'll have every engine around these parts hightailing away from here to save his skin. Now, listen. Wolves come. Wolf, fella. You got the wolf all right, fella? Uh, me. He got there, had a feller named Roof. Good. Did you learn what Catfield said when he found out Judge Allen had been appointed? Him? Him not like him. Yeah, I expected that. But I wonder what he'll do about it. Me not hear that. Him got scheme, though. Yes? Him say, him get land, make plenty trouble for White Cloud. But you couldn't hear any more than that? Tonto stand by window. When him tell scheme, him close window. So he expects to get the land he wants and make trouble for the Indians at the same time. Uh, I'd give a lot to know what his plan is. Tonto, try find out. Can feel, feller, plenty careful. Of course, he'd keep the judge from reaching Newton. He and his men could stop the stage, even make the judge a prisoner or kill him. Uh. That wouldn't serve his purpose, because the stage trail is on this side of the mountains, and White Cloud's reservation is on the other. If anything happened to the judge on the trail, it would be white men who would get the blame, not Indians. Mm, that's right. The only way Indians could reach the trail from their reservation would be to pass through Newton, and then it'd be known in town whether or not Indians had left. Uh. So the Indians can't be made to appear guilty unless Judge Allen's body is found on their land. And Canfield would never dare to capture the judge on the trail, then take him to the reservation through town. There were a pass through the mountains that men on horseback could use, but I've never heard of one. Mm, Tonto not know any. Probably Canfield is the scheme he'll use after Judge Allen reaches Newton. Uh, Here, Silver, what we do? The stage that bring the judge is still quite a distance west of us. Uh, I'm going to try to persuade Judge Allen to return to Three Forks until we can learn what Canfield plans. Uh, yep, not good. Come on, Kimosabe. Get traveling. How far are you 
figure we'll get it for nightfall, Eric. Well, we'll most likely have to put out the bed and cross it long enough to get a few hours sleep and fresh horses. Then we'll hit the trail again. Government's sure in a hurry to get the judge to Newton. Uh-huh. That's just why he's got us with a special stage and all, instead of traveling by regular stage. Get up there! You noticed Ruth back at Three Forks, <laughs> didn't you? <laughs> I figured Canfield would send somebody to check up. Well, all I can say is I sure wish we'd pull into Newton now. Shucks, it'll be another week before that happens. Yeah. Wonder how the judge is making out inside. You ought to be feeling mighty shook up this time. Frank! Huh? What's the matter? Look over yonder, cutting across the prairie. Two horsemen. And the one on the white horse is masked. Grab your guns, they're trying to head us off. Hang into them horses. Come on, you critters. Show me some speed, dog gun, you lazy hides. Another hombre's a redskin. Say, look at them horses there and scratch out. Pull up the stage. Pull up there. What's he shouting something about pulling up on it? Come on, Can't be from Campfield, can they? You sure wouldn't have no engine working for him? Yeah, just hold up, man. Get along, blast your hides. Get up. We ain't going to get past them. Throw some left that way. I'll try, but it ain't easy aiming with the stage bounced around like this. You never even come close. Hang up for all fire. You wait from here. Oh, Shoot again, Frank. I'll fix those glasses. Oh! He's will you? Blast the gun right out of my hand. You better do like he says, Eric. Judge will be mad as a bear. Oh, there. Oh, 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 oh. We ain't carrying anything worth of stealing. I've got to speak to Judge Allen. What's the meaning of this? Eric, who are these men? What did they stop us for? Don't ask me, Judge. I don't Judge, know. you've got to turn back. You're giving me orders? I'm warning you. It isn't safe for you to go to Newton. Preposterous. I know what I'm talking about, Judge. Tell here learned that Canfield is some kind of scheme to start trouble. I want you to return to Three Forks until we can find out what that scheme is. He's crazy, Jess. One moment. Stranger, you say that Canfield will try to harm me? Yes. What's his plan? I can't tell you that yet. I I'll... see it, Judge. It's the Redskins don't want you to get to Newton. They figure you'll learn some facts and it'll make you decide to get him. Why, look, there's even a Redskin that had the crust to come along with this mask, fella. You're probably right, Eric. You have nothing more definite to tell me? Your danger is definite, sir. Only his form is doubtful. I see. Eric. Yeah? Are you afraid? Would you and Frank rather turn back? Not by a blame sight. Very well. You'll drive on. As for you, sir, if this has been a trick to aid the Indians, you failed. If you've told me the truth, I want you to understand I've never run in the face of danger. And I'm not a man to learn to be a coward now. Eric, get those horses started. Get up there! Get along with you! Get Curtain falls on the first act of our thrilling Lone Ranger drama. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. Behold my precious. Ooh, yeah, let me tell you something right here. Uh-huh. It's the Loot Crate subscription box, yeah, with exclusive loot on surprises delivered to your door every month. Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, Daddy. <laughs> From the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX collectible boxes, dude! Cowabunga! To the Loot Gaming video game box! Woohoo! Yeehoo! The Loot Crate Box! What's with kids today, huh? Wowzers! With crates starting as large as $11.99 per month, there's a box just about for all collectors in. To get your geek on, head over to phoenixmedia.us forward slash Loot Crate and claim your exclusive offer. That's F-E-N-I-X media dot U-S forward slash Loot Crate. Great Scott! Snap into a Loot Crate, dig You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media.
with a speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty high of silver, the Lone Ranger. Now to continue our story. When the Lone Ranger stopped the stage carrying Judge Allen to Newton and warned him of danger ahead, the judge refused to listen. We see the masked men of Tonto as they sit astride their powerful horses, watching the stage disappear in the distance. Why are you not make him go back? For several reasons, Tonto. Oh. In the first place, he saw that you were an Indian. If we used force to make him return to Three Forks, he'd blame the Indians and possibly decide against them. Mm, that's right. And in the second place, I doubt that he's in real danger as long as he's on the trail. As long as White Cloud's Indians are on the other side of the mountains, there's no pass through which they could reach the trail except for the hills thin out beyond Newton. Canfield couldn't possibly shoot Judge Allen and make it look as though the Indians were guilty. Mm, what we do now? There's just one thing we can do. Warn White Cloud. Uh. We can still beat the state of Newton by several days. White Cloud's village is close by, and we'll let him know that Canfield is likely to start trouble after the judge reaches town. Then White Cloud guard against trouble. Right. He can set a few of his cleverest braves to spy on Canfield if he wishes. He can give orders to the rest of his tribe to stay in their village where Canfield can't get them mixed in his scheme. Uh. In the meantime, we'll be on hand to stop whatever Canfield starts. Mm, we stop him. Come on, Tonto. Now for White Cloud's village. The masked man and Tonto raced ahead of the stagecoach. First to Newton, then on to White Cloud's village. Here we are, Tonto. There's White Cloud. Him see us. Him come this way. Hello, White Cloud. How, white friend. How? Kimo Sabe, Tonto. How, White Cloud? Me not see you long time. White Cloud wonder why friends not come make talk. There have been many things to keep us away, White Cloud. Ah. But you here now, we make big feast, make... Not now, good friend. What matter? I'm sorry, but we brought bad news. What's that? We heard about your quarrel with Canfield, White Cloud. We know that he's trying to steal land that rightfully belongs to you. That's why Tonto and I are here. Ah, Canfield feller make big trouble. But he's planning even more. He'll make more trouble? White Cloud, Canfield was hoping that the government would appoint a man who hates the Indians to arbitrate in your dispute. Me know that. But the man who was appointed is Judge Allen. He's an honest man, White Cloud. And he'll decide exactly as the facts warrant. Me plenty glad to hear that. But that's just it. Canfield will attempt any kind of trickery to make the decision go his way. He's got some kind of crooked plan, White Cloud. A plan to get you and your tribe in trouble. What plan? I don't know. But I wanted to warn you so that you could be on your guard. Ah. Don't let your brave go into town where a fight could be started. That happened, Canfield would claim that your people were only brutal savages. And deserved to have your land taken from you as punishment. Him clever like fox. If Canfield suggests anything to you, study it carefully. He may try... Huh? What that? Didn't that scream come from your lodge, White Cloud? Uh, that Indian name, Little Crow. Little Crow? Him bad Indian. Him big coward. That sounded as though he was being punished for something. Ah. Uh, Little Crow get gold from Pale Face. Tell Pale Face he big secret. He told a secret for gold? Ah. Uh, his secret only Indian know. Long time it's secret of my tribe. But Little Crow tell white man. Now, Little Crow... Him pay. What secret could your tribe have, White Cloud, that would interest one of my race? You good friend. You like brother, White Cloud. Me tell you. Yes? Their pass through mountains, only Indian know. What's that? A pass through the mountains? Ah. Uh, Indian no way through hills. White man not know them. And Little Crow told that secret to a white man. Hmm. Tonto, we were uh-huh. wrong. There is a way through the mountains to the trail. And someone was interested enough in that past to pay for the information in gold. What do you think? I think that Judge Allen's life is in danger right now. We've got to get back to him. White Cloud. What matter? I thought that the judge would be safe until he reached Newton. But this changes everything. Don't you see what Canfield can do? If he was the man who paid Little Crow for your secret, he can send men to capture the judge. 
take the judge through the mountains onto your reservation and leave him to be found there so that your tribe will be blamed for his death. You think him do that? I do, and we've got to prevent it. Will you help me, White Cloud? White Cloud, help. Then get half a dozen of your braves. Mount them on your swiftest horses. Ah. And we'll see if we can reach the state before Canfield's men do. Hey, Canfield, ain't that the stage up ahead? That's it, all right. Oh, sure the three of us can handle this, boss? I told you I got things fixed with the driver and guard, didn't I? They won't put up no fight. Then we head for that pass the engine told you about, eh? All right. Hold on! Pull in them horses! Judge. What right have you... That'll be enough out of you. Eric! Yeah? You and Frank are riding with us as well as the judge. We brought three extra horses. Uh, Riding with you? Look here. See this here? A gun. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. And that shooting iron says you're climbing into that there saddle without no more argument. But I tell you... Canfield, why don't you plug him now and have it over with? I'll give the orders, Hilbert. The judge is going with us alive because it's a heap easier to open a live hombre along with us than a dead one. Now, judge, get in that saddle. You... Your Canfield? <laughs> That's me. Do you think I won't remember this? Eric, Frank, are you in this man's pay? Why not, Judge? He pays good wages. Ready to go, fellas? Yeah, ready. You'll be punished for this. Punished? <laughs> Shucks, Judge. I don't see how that can be. I never yet heard of a dead man giving evidence in court. <laughs> All right, let's go. Yeah, <laughs> Tallow, we're too late. Uh, stage empty. Canfield was ahead of us. Tallow, can you tell how long ago they were here? Uh, me, me take a look. There, there are plenty tracks here. White Cloud, how far from here is the pass you told me about? It's five, six hour ride. Five or six hours. They haven't had too big of a start. Maybe catch them? Here comes Tallow. We'll see what he has to say. What is your find, Tallow? Not long, long. Half hour, maybe. I wonder what white friends think. White Cloud. Didn't you tell me the entrance to the pass is marked by an Indian symbol? Ah, that's right. And it starts at the valley at the base of Stony Mountain? Many canyons lead from valley. Only one canyon, right canyon. I believe I have an idea. There are no signs on the stage of a gunfight. No, we not see bullet hole. That probably means Judge Allen is still alive. They'll not harm him until they get through the mountains and onto the reservation. Ah. And if that's the case, I believe we can save him. You got plan? I have. White Cloud, uh-huh. from the hoof prints that show, it looks as though there were at least five or six men in Canfield's party. Uh-huh. You were right. With only a half-hour head start, I believe the Tato and I can get to the pass before Canfield reaches it. You hold them till White Cloud comes? That might be possible. We depend on other things, though. I'm still another plan. What's that? There's no time to explain. Every minute we waste, they're drawing away from us. Uh-huh. But ride for the pass, White Cloud, and I promise you that Canfield and his men will be captured. I was wrong, but I was sure I seen two horses over to the left. Yeah? Over beyond that draw. Any of you fellas see anything? I didn't. Me neither. Roof, you most likely just imagine it. Gosh, I was almost sure I seen him. Well, it don't matter if you did. There's five of us and just two of them. 
They can't hold us up, and if they start anything, we'll finish it. How much farther we got to go, Canfield? Just a couple of more miles. Get up there. Get up there. Get up there. Is this the veil of Canfield? This is it, all right. Golly. How in blazes are we going to find which canyon is the one we want? There's more than a dozen of them. Well, there's a stone marking the one we want. But there's stones in front of all of them. I know that as well as you do. The canyon we're looking for has got a stone in front of it with an engine sign scratched right on top of it. An engine sign? A snake and a turtle. Now get moving and look for a sign like that. When you find it, sing out. Sure. Yeah. The truth about this will come out some way, Canfield. You can't murder me and go unpunished. <laughs> you sure look on the hopeful side of things, don't you, Judge? What do you hope to gain by this? Killing me won't change the facts in the case. Nope. But when folks figure the Redskins drill you, they ain't going to worry about facts. They'll just unlimber their shooting irons and run the engines clean off the map. I found it, Canfield. That's the canyon right over there. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, no. What's Frank yelling? Where's the canyon? I located the sign you want right in front of it. Oh. You're loco. I found the canyon. That's it there. Why, it can't be. I'm telling you. You I... found canyons with engine signs? I know. Blame well I did. Hey, Eric, signaling something. Yeah. Well, I'll be... That makes a third one. And look, Ruth's found another. Is everybody crazy? What are we going to do? What can we do? Now we've got to dry them all till we find out which is the right one. Come on. This ain't the right one. We can't go no further this way. It's a blind canyon. Blasted luck. What in thunder could have happened? This is the third canyon we've tried, and everyone's been the wrong one. We've got to find the pass. We can't take the judge through Newton to the reservation. And by heavens, we'll go back and try again. It'll take a week to try them all. That can't be helped. If we need a week, we'll take it. Now, let's get... Oh, look! That's the masked man and the redskin we've seen before. And there's engines with them. We're trapped. Shoot them. Shoot them. Shoot them. Shoot them. in there and that paint horse I seen pass us on the way here. We did pass you, Ruth. Then it was you that... That marked those stones? It was. If it hadn't been for that, we'd have got away. Donovan, and I were watching you all the time. You were chosen the right canyon. We'd have tried to hold you until White Cloud came up. This is White Cloud? Me, White Cloud. Then I want to thank you for the part you played in saving my life. And I think I can promise that when I settle the boundaries of your reservation, you'll have nothing to complain about. You thank man in mask. Him save you.
story you have just heard is a copyrighted feature of The Lone Ranger Incorporated. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. horse for the speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty high silver, the Lone Ranger. The early settlers in the western United States were not the only ones who endured hardship and privation. The small detachments of soldiers who were sent to build and man the garrisons on the far-flung reaches of the frontier were often attacked by hostile Indians and bands of outlaws. They endured bitter cold and blazing heat, and although they did their job well, they might not have succeeded in making the West safe without the help of the masked rider of the plains. It was he, more than any other man, who brought law and order to the frontier. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the pass of the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse, Silver, the Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, Silver! We're heading north to Wyoming! Someone's waiting on the trail ahead! Hello, Silver! Away! It was midwinter, and a raging blizzard had swept out of the north to strike at the little town of Sterling. The single main street was deserted, except for a figure that half ran, half stumbled toward a house that stood by itself on the edge of town. Locked. Ma, in the name of heaven, Ma, lock the door. Harry, open the door. Lock it quick. No, I'll lock it. Where'd you come from? What are you doing here? The fort. The blazes for the fort. Your uniform, you're not wearing it. You're not on leave, are you? I'm through with the army, Ma. Through with it, do you understand? 
Through a standing guard in the open when it's 30 below. Through a chasing redskin with nothing but a blasted arrow in the back for your trouble. Jail. Frozen saddles. Frozen feet and hands. Orders for men to stay inside where it's warm and safe just because they got stripes on their sleeves. I'm done with it, Ma. I'm done with it. I'll never go back. Have you lost your mind, son? I'm just getting sense, that's all. I. The window, Ma. Is that horseman? Snow's blown, so I can't hardly see. Have all. They mustn't see me. Well, I hide. I can't let them find me. But, Jerry, you can still go back. It isn't too late. You go back. They'll shoot me. Stand me up again a wall and shoot me. I've got to hide. The kitchen. No, Jerry. Over there, that little room under the stairs I used for a coffee. You can lock that. Sure. Sure, this will do all right. You won't let them know I'm here, Mom. Of course not, son. Sorry. Yeah. My son is there. Oh, they They're coming in. Open the door. Just a moment. A naked pass. Get in there, men. That's the house from top to bottom. He's here and you've got to find him. Who are you looking for? I'm here alone. You can't. Sorry to say it, Mom, but that ain't the truth. I've seen him running for this place myself. All right, fellas, hunt him out. If he gives you a fight, drill him. You want my boy? Now, now, Mom, don't you take on. We're just doing our duty. And then your fault he turned out bad. He didn't. He couldn't. He deserted. I don't believe it. When he lit out, he took the payroll for the garrison along with him. The payroll? Oh, no. Every last penny of it, $3,000. There's a mistake. There must be. Why, he didn't have... So, he is here, eh? No, no, of course he isn't. I'm just thinking of something else. Yeah? What he most likely figured on was getting here without being seen, grabbing a horse and beating it for the back country to join them other outlaws. Jerry's no outlaw. Oh, shucks, Mom. Being his ma, I reckon you can't say no different. But if he didn't plan to join up with Max Daly and them other deserters that run off from the fort, then I'm a seagoing donkey. Jerry isn't Max Daly kind. Both deserters, ain't they? What's the matter with you fellas? Can't you find him? He sure ain't trying, look. How about you? I found it just about everywhere, Sergeant. Yeah? I ain't seen nobody open this door here. Mum, what's this door lead to? No, there's nothing in there. Don't, please. Stand away. Let me in there. Please, I swear. It's just the room I saw things in. You search the house. You know he isn't here. Can't you go? If you really want him, you're just wasting time. He's maybe... Out of the way. So he ain't inside, eh? He isn't. I tell you, he ain't here. Sergeant, I got a way to find out whether she's lying or not. Huh? <laughs> what? Blast you, who told you to fire through that door? I'll have your hide. But I was that. only trying... I'll see if it's inside. Uh, it's all off. You got the key, Mom? No. Take the box of your rifle. Smash that door in. I'll yes, report you, all of you. You can't do this. You've been mighty brave, Mom. There ain't no use of pretending anymore. Your boy's in there, all right. The way you yelled, gave you away. Don't harm him. He don't mean to do anything. There. Sergeant, the lock button clean off. Now we'll see. What the... He's gone. Gone. Oh, thank That window, it's open. He opened it and climbed out while we were checking through the rest of the house. Blasted luck. Tracking through this blizzard ain't going to be no easy job. Just take a look outside. Sergeant, the snow's covered his prints already. Helping Max and his gang. Any tracks they might leave would be covered up five minutes after they were made. Ah. It'd be bad enough without the storm. This country is nothing but wasteland, gullies, arroyos, caves, hills, mile after mile of rocks. There's a thousand places to hide and a thousand ways to reach them without being seen. Maybe we not find out. Well, we won't give it up. We'll try again tomorrow. Ah. 
Those men who deserted must be found and punished. They aren't. Others will follow their example. Just like that young fellow who deserted two days ago. Uh, him plenty foolish. I can't understand that case, Tonto. Jerry Crane had a good army record. Uh-huh. He was liked by the men and his superiors. He'd been decorated twice. He was in line for promotion, they say. Maybe him think him steal cash. Him live easy. Yes. I'm afraid temptation proved too much for him. Now a good soldier has become another one of Max Daly's outlaws. That man has to be found, Tonto. And we try to find him. We'd better turn back now. Who, who can we Let's see. I'll try to remember how far we came today and start from here tomorrow. Uh, there, big stone by tree. Yes. And use that for a landmark, then. Tonto, over there in the snow. Isn't that a man? Uh, that man, all right. He's half buried under that drift. He must be freezing. Come on, get Silver. him up, Scout. Perhaps he's dead already. Oh, Silver. Oh, oh, oh Scout. Oh. Give me a hand with him, Tonto. Uh, I'll help. I'll leave the snow away from him. <laughs> Him not dead. Tonto here hot. Good. Oh, he's just a young fellow. I wonder, the description of Jerry Crane. This must be him. Huh? It was reported that he got away from his mother's home two days ago. Must have got this far on foot. Seems almost impossible in a blizzard like this. Uh, him not bad, froze. He isn't? No. Uh, me fix him here. He's reviving, Tonto. Uh, Jerry, can you hear me? Wake up, Jerry! Go away. Let me sleep. It's so warm. Come, Tonto, help me lift him. We'll get him back to camp. Lift him, lift him. Crawl silver saddle, Tonto. Steady, old fellow. There. Now, let me... Let me see. We'll take care of you, Jerry. Ready, Tonto? Uh, me ready. I'll silver and his faithful Indian companion, Tonto, made camp in a cave that sheltered them from the fury of the storm. There, they revived Jerry, and when he'd recovered enough to join them at their campfire, they listened to his story. Maybe you're right, stranger. You reckon I was an awful fool. You were, Jerry. There's no use dodging the truth. Maybe I'm just yellow. Maybe I ain't got the backbone a real man needs, I don't know. Anyhow, seeing the chance to get clear with all that cash and away from the army was working a dangerous day after day, well, I just lost my head. Then you did steal the army payroll. Yeah. But when your mother was questioned by Captain Boyd, she claimed she couldn't possibly have had that money on you when she saw you. And I know you haven't got it now. It took time to hide it, stranger. That's how come I was near to being caught. I see. But I don't want it now. I don't ever want to see it again. You've got to believe that, stranger. I do believe you. It's too late to fix things up. I'm a coward and a thief. Just about the lowest thing I ever walked on two legs, I reckon. You were false to your roof. Uh-huh. And you betrayed a trust. I don't need to be told. But I still think there's good material in you, Jerry. You've got a fine mother. A boy with a mother like yours can't be all bad. You really think that? That's what I want to believe. You, a masked man, having faith in me. After what I've done. It isn't entirely faith, Jerry. I believe that when a man has thrown away all his honesty and manhood, he should be punished. But sometimes a man can make a mistake, even a mistake as bad as yours, and still become a good citizen if he's willing to pay the price. I, I think I see what you mean, stranger. You could go on, Jerry, the way you started, and in another year you wouldn't be worth saving. But now there's still time to turn back. Friend, I'll do it. I'll get that cash and give myself up. I'll face the music. And risk the firing squad. I, I was forgetting that. I know. But I think you're sincere. And I think there's another way to return. A way that you can go back with honor. There is? You mean danger, of course. What is it? What can I do? And hardships as well. I don't care. Just tell me what to do, friend. Anything. It don't matter. Then listen to me, Jerry. After I told you my plan, you may not like it. 
But it's the only thing you can do to pay for what you've already done. Now then, what do you think of it? I'm not afraid. Then you agree? It's my chance, stranger, and it's you that's given it to me. I'd be even worse than what I am if I turned it down. And there's another thing. Yes? I just want you to know one thing. No matter what happens, no matter if I don't turn out to be the kind of man you think me, well, I will never forget what you've done. Then I think it's time we turned in and got some sleep, Jerry. All of us need rest. Uh-huh. And first thing in the morning... Oh, who's the fire? The soldiers that are looking for me. Let see fire. Quick, we've got to get out. There's Pepper's in here. Well, what do we do? They're bound to the horses. Tell them. Uh-huh. We'll have left Jerry take scout. You and I will ride somewhere. I should ride the paint horse? You've got to have a horse, Jerry. Here's him. But what is it? We'll spoil our plans, Jerry. It only means that you've got to start at once instead of tomorrow. The sooner the better. Scout, Lord, run those horses. Help with you, Tonto. I'll not forget what you told me, stranger. We'll separate here, but follow my instructions exactly. I'd say there wasn't a horse in the whole troop that could travel like them. They just seemed to fly like they had wings. I'd give a heap to know who them other fellows was. Maybe the masked fellow was Max's cell, but the one looked like a redskin. Yeah, that's what I thought. A polecat. Well, anyhow, we know they're still hanging around this part of the country. And by thunder, we'll get the whole gang. All right, men. Head your horses around. We'll go back to the fort and report this to the captain. Get up there. Get up The curtain falls on the first act of our thrilling Lone Ranger drama. Before the next exciting scene, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Jerry Crane, having stolen the army payroll and deserted, was saved from freezing to death by the Lone Ranger. Just as Jerry had agreed to make amends for his crime, the masked man's camp was discovered by troopers. The Lone Ranger, Tonto, and Jerry were forced to leave. As our story continues, we see Mrs. Crane, Jerry's mother, in Captain Boyd's office at the fort. Captain, I have some money. It ain't much, but it's what my husband left me when he died. You can have it all, every penny of it. Maybe that'll help make up for what Jerry done. This has been hard on you, Mrs. Crane. I had this plan for Jerry. His paw was a soldier, too, for a time, you know. Soldiering seemed to be in Jerry's blood. But now... I couldn't take your money, Mrs. Crane. I thought, well, I reckon I figured that if I could pay for what Jerry took, then maybe it wouldn't be so hard on him, maybe. I had no choice. Your son was a soldier, ma'am. You'll have to pay the penalty expected of any other soldier who forgets his duty. Please. Desertion in time of peace would have been bad enough. You're not at war. It amounts to the same thing, ma'am. There's always the Indians and Max Daly. Max Daly. He's the cause of my boy deserting. Your son is the seventh man to desert and join Max. I suppose you know Max Daly was once a corporal here. Yes, I knew. He was discovered stealing from the other troopers. He was confined to the guardhouse pending his trial and punishment. But with the help of several of his worthless friends, he escaped. I just can't bring myself to think that Jay had anything to do with a man like that. But there can be little doubt that was your son's plan. What else could he do? His capture would be almost certain if he tried to escape this part of the country. His safest bet would be to join Max in the back country where they hide out. He doesn't know where Max is. Perhaps not. 
But there's no question that Max has heard of him by this time. If Jerry can't find him, he'll find Jerry. My son. For your own good, ma'am, I'd suggest you forget it. What are you? Who's there? Sergeant Crump, reporting, sir. Come in. Yes? I beg to report we found Private Dane, sir. Oh. You have him? Well, uh, not exactly that, sir. Well, don't stand there stuttering. We, we found him, sir, but he, but he got away. Got away? The masked fellow and the redskin was with him. I reckon we got him, fed him in for them. You blundering fools. Yes, sir. Have him in your hands and lose him. I should reduce you to the ranks. Who was the man with the mask? Max Daly? We couldn't rightly tell, sir. It was getting mighty dark. I uh, couldn't rightly tell. Look here. Can you understand an order? Uh, Can you? Of course, sir. Then remember this. First thing in the morning, you're taking the men and searching the country around here from one end to the other. And the first masked man you see, shoot him on sight. Have you got that straight? Yes, sir. Then get out. Let a deserter get away from you. Sergeant, get out before I lose my temper. We don't find a place to get out of this storm before long, huh? I'll be freezing all over again. I ain't never been so cold. Sure, fella, I'll bet you're plenty cold yourself. Well, we ought to come on something that'll do us right quick. There's caves are plenty here about. That's far enough, Stop my way out. What the... Who's that? That's one of the men right, Jerry. Whoa, Scott, whoa. Give you a surprise, didn't I? Whoa, there. Max Daly. Uh-huh. Just thought I'd sort of give you a welcome. Huh? <laughs> As a matter of fact, Jerry, I've been following along behind you for quite a spell. Following me? But how... Just do... you don't suppose them soldiers could do all that shooting without somebody hearing it, do you? Oh, so that's how you found me. I've been keeping an eye out. I figured maybe you'd be along this way before long. You know? <laughs> about you deserting? Sure I do. Maybe I do keep hold up here in the hills with the boys, but that don't mean that I don't get the news. I was looking for you, man. I thought you might. Got tired of taking orders in the army, didn't you? And jumping every time some fellow hollered at you. Didn't you? Sure I did. There's another little matter, Jerry. Yeah? Told you I heard things about you deserting, for instance, and something else. Now, you just sit still. Don't try nothing, because I ain't such a bad shot, even if I ain't a soldier no more. What are you doing? Just thought I'd have a look in your saddlebags, that's all. Got any objections? You mean the payroll? Sure, what else? It's there, Max, the whole thing. Well, now, that's just fine. You plan on joining up with me and the boys? I'd sure like to, Max. Mm, can you take orders? Because you know I'm the boss. Hi, Sadie. And about that cash you got with you. Of course, you understand that everybody in our gang divides up equal. That suits you? Max, you can take this cash and divvy it up right now if you want it. You sure changed a lot since we shared the same barracks, Jerry. You and me didn't used to get along so well together. There's been a lot of water gone under the bridge since then, Max. I reckon there has. And from the way you talk, I got a notion you're going to fit right in with my bunch. Study there, blast you. Can't we get someplace where it ain't so cold? That's where we're going right now. Back to camp to show the boys our new partner and divvy up that $3,000. Get up there. Get up, Scott. Several days went by. The storm cleared up, but still the Lone Ranger and Pronto did not leave their new camp. There's nothing yet, Timosabe. Uh, not yet. This is the fourth night. We wait plenty long. Too long, Tato. I'm afraid something's happened to Jerry. He can't wait another night. Maybe Jerry not tell the truth. That's the gamble I had to take, Tato. I hate to think he lied to me. Uh, but if nothing happens tonight, what we do? Then we'll have to try to find him. Mm, that's plenty hard. I may have made a mistake in trusting him. I couldn't see a man with Jerry's qualities throw himself away without doing something to stop him. Uh, but I won't worry. There's still... Wait, Tonto. Huh? Um, Missy. It's there. 
Hey, Silver. You, you ride here? As fast as Silver can carry me. You want Tonto Cove? No, Tonto. It's a job for one man to do. There's more of a chance for success if Silver doesn't have to carry a double load. Uh. Yeah. But I promise you, Tonto, that you'll be in on the finish. I'll Silver! Solitary sentry paced back and forth. Midnight. Doggone keeping guard, I sure wish. Don't I... call out. Not a gun pressing against your back. Who are you? What do you want? Drop your rifle quickly. Uh, turn around slowly. Don't make any sudden moves. Yeah. I'm going to tell you exactly what to do. If you value your life, you'll obey orders. You can't get away with this. Quiet. Now open that gate. But open I... that gate. And take me where your captain's sleeping. I'm getting it. Where's the captain's place? Just over there. All right. Walk ahead of me. And remember, shout or try to... I'll be court-martialed for this. You'll get in more trouble if you didn't do it. No, kill. Don't talk. Keep on going. This is it. Up the steps. The port like this. Very well. What's that? Who are you? Captain, you've got a visitor. You're going to listen to what I have to say, whether you want to or not. Jerry, seen him around camp for the past hour. Well, what's there about that to get excited over? I just don't like it, that's why. I don't care if he did turn over that 3,000 to us. I ain't trust him, even if you do. Yeah, who said I trusted him? Well, you, you figure he might try to clear out of here, huh? He might. If he was caught by the soldiers, he'd tell about our hideout, sure as thunder. <laughs> he won't get far by walking. Huh? That's his pain horse hobbled over there, ain't it? I told Jerry the only time he did any riding was when we was home. Oh, I never noticed the horse. I suppose you're right, but even so... Oh, he'd say, quit your worrying. He'll be showing up soon. Just about time to turn in anyhow. Ooh, there's a horse. Must be Nick coming back. Yeah. Just told him to take a ride around to make sure no soldiers were sleeping any ways from here. It don't hurt to be careful. Uh-huh. Hi there, Nick. Hi there. Oh, oh. Anything, Nick? How do you think, Max? I rode clear out to Eagle Point. Say, what made you change your mind? Huh? Change my mind? What are you talking about? <laughs> you must have got pretty cold to make a fire like you did after all your hollering about taking no chances. What'd you put it out for? We ain't had no fire. You must be seeing things, Nick. Now, look here. If you want a fire, that's all right with me. Why in blazes lie about it? But we didn't have a fire, I tell you. Hey, are you serious about that? You think I'd build one out here where it could be seen? If I did, where's the ashes? Well, I'll be doggone. You were just dreaming. Hold on. Huh? Maybe Nick wasn't mistaken. Maybe he did see a fire. Have you gone loco, too? Loco, nothing. I'll bet my bottom dollar Nick seen just what he said he did. And what's more, I'll bet it was Jerry built the fire Nick seen. Come on, let's find that poor cat. Tonto! We must stop him, Tonto! Grab my saddle and swing up behind! I'll be here you come! There, keep us up! Keep on going, Captain! Come on, Silver! seen the fire from over here somewhere. That skunk built his fire behind these rocks so we wouldn't know about it. I'll teach him to go again, orders. There it is. Just around that corner. You can see the glow of it. Come on. First, you, Jerry, put out that fire. And hurry up about it. Send my yard. 
Come any closer and I'll fire. Who are you? Threaten me, will you? Uh, I warned you, the next will be closer. Put that gun down. That was for you, Nick. And if you're rusty, I got another gun here that's loaded. Pull up. Have you gone crazy, Jerry? What's got into you? If I interfere with me and you'll find out just how crazy I am. Rug him. Get down behind these rocks and drill him. Yeah, all of you get down. You better give up, Jerry. Get your head down. All right, bless you. Let him have it, fellas. He's behind the rock, too. Fire all around him. We can't get him away. We'll have to rush him. If we don't, that fire will keep burning, and there's no telling who'll see it. All together, then. Are you ready? Come on. We'll get them. What? If they resist them, shoot the dog. The soldiers. They're all around us. One first. Let's get out of here. We can't take it. It's a mass crowd. We're covered. We ain't got a chance. I give up. Don't shoot. Don't shoot. Tighten their horses. This time they're going back to the guardhouse to stay. We ain't the only one. There's Jerry. Get He's the one that's on the payroll. You gotta get him too. I'll take care of him, Jerry. I've done my best, friend. Now I can take my medicine. I reckon. I'm surrendering, sir. Surrendering? I know I've done wrong, Captain. I'm willing to pay. <clears throat> there must be some mistake. The masked man here told me about what you were doing to help us capture Max and his gang. I explained everything, Jerry. But you're getting the money you'd hidden by coming here so that you could show us the way to Max's hideout with a fire. All of it. You did. And, Jerry, the masked man's persuaded me to give you another chance. But everybody knows about me deserting. Suppose you leave that in my hands. Huh? The masked man suggested that I report you deserted to the payroll as part of a plan to trick Max Daly. You mean... I mean I think his suggestion is one of the best I ever heard. But there's one thing you'll have to promise. I'll promise anything, sir. <laughs> Just promise this. If the masked man ever tells you to do anything again, don't be fool enough to give him an argument like I did before tonight. Come on, Silver Old Fellow! There's trouble on the Hefner Ranch! you have just heard is a copyrighted feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated. Get this and previous episodes of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater wherever you get podcasts or by visiting phoenixmedia.us forward slash Silver Age Heroes. Join us again, same bat time, same bat station, for another presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Excelsior!
thank you for tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. I'm your host, Christian Phoenix. Now, growing up as a comic book fan of the 80s and 90s, I've always been fascinated with how storytellers translated these iconic heroes from the page to film, television, and radio. Long before we got the big-budget CGI epics we enjoy today, children gathered around their radios to hear their favorite do-gooders come to life with little more than their imaginations and these broadcasts from a time long forgotten. I invite you to gather around your radio for this presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. horse for the speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty high silver, a lone ranger. raising was the first great industry in Texas. When the days of the open range passed, many settlers turned to farming. Bitter disputes over boundaries and water rights arose between the ranchers and the farmers, and in time, this hard feeling changed to hatred. Range wars would have followed if the masked rider of the plains hadn't proved that the disputes could be settled by peaceful means. It was he more than any other man who brought law and order to the lawless frontier. Return with us now to those thrilling days when the West was young. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse, Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come along, Silver! The journey is come on the range country! We've got to hurry! Hello, Silver! Away! Our story opens at midnight, not far from Sam Hefner's ranch house. A man bound hand and foot lies on the ground. A younger man stands over him. You pay for this, Neil. Maybe. Now open your mouth so I can pick this gag. You! Open your mouth or I'll do it for you. If you hadn't sneaked up on me, you'd never got me like this. I'll... There, that'll fix you. You talk just once too often. Now quit jerking your head around while I get this tied. That's good enough, I reckon. <laughs> so you're a hired gun hand, huh? Drawing double wages for Sam to keep me from his daughter, huh? Well, I'd take a dozen like you. Now, you just sit there and make yourself comfortable while I see if Kate's awake. 
And maybe you and me will meet up again someday. There's no light in Kate's room. Maybe she ain't asleep yet. I'm tossing gravel again in the window. And I hope the blazer she hears it. Oh, God, she didn't hear me. Well, I'll... That you, Kate? Who is it? Who's there? Oh, it's you. Keep your voice down, honey. But what? Listen, Kate. There ain't much time to talk. Is your paw awake? He's in the parlor, is he? But why are you somewhere around him? <laughs> He's tied and gagged over beside the trail. Yeah. Look here, honey. I'm in a bad fix. The sheriff rode to my place this evening, served that warrant to Paul swore out against me for fighting with his foreman. But I... And now the sheriff's dead. Neil, you, you didn't shoot him. I didn't, Kate. I swear I didn't. But the worst of it is, I don't know who did. Well, will they blame you? Just as soon as they find out about it, they will. And, Kate, I won't have a chance. Just because I'm a nester and live by raising crops instead of being a cowpuncher, every cattleman in the county will be after my hide. But what do you do? Only one thing I can do. Clear out. Oh, no. Ain't no choice, honey. I ain't guilty. But everybody will say I got in a fight with the sheriff about that warrant and draw it on him. And there's no way I can prove any different. But, Neil, you you can't leave me. Gosh, honey. You know I don't want to, but... No, I won't have it. If you're leaving Neil, then, then so am I. Huh? I mean, if you want me. Oh, Kate, what do you think I've been working day and night for? If it wasn't so as we could be hitched up when I had enough cash. But now everything's changed, don't you see? You can't... I go... don't see and I can't. We'll leave this minute. I won't even stop to pack anything to take her on. We can stop by at the Widow Nelson. She'll be glad to loan me anything I need. And then, then in the morning, we'll get married over to the county seat. And you, wherever you go, I'll go. Oh, you're being plumb foolish, honey. Oh, don't try and stop me, Neil. But, well, I reckon I'm just as foolish as you are. We'll do it. I can go just as I am. I didn't start to get ready to go to sleep. I, I was just sitting here, thinking. My horse is over there. It'll carry double as far as town. Here, give me your hand. I'll help you through the window. Hurry! There you are, honey. Now, come on. For all I know, maybe they found the sheriff already. When we get there, I'll borrow the widow's horse, too. Neil, watch out, you... Big enough racket awake anybody. That tub was set there to catch the rain. I forgot all about it. Come on, run. Who made that noise? That you, buddy? Up with you, honey. We gotta travel. Hurry, Neil. Who is that? Well, I be... Get up there. Wait, hey, hold on. Hey, is that you, Kate? Come back here. Wait. Riding off of that no good farmer. Whitey, where in places are you? Whitey. I'll skin that fool alive. Men, fellas, pile out of the bunkhouse. Come a running. Why do you disappear and catch riding away with Neil Brogan? Something's happened at that ranch house, Teller. Well, there's been a holdup. Maybe ain't that it. Oh. What's that? Oh, 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 oh. It's a man tied and gagged. Come on. Huh? That, that's right. You cut the rope, Teller. I'll untie this gang. We cut him. Hold still. We'll have you free in a moment. It's not withdrawn plenty tight. There. That does it. Watch it, Keller. I'll fix him. Tie me up, Willie. Run off with the boss's girl, Willie. Why the low down? Say, you're masked. There's a redskin with you. Never mind that. Well, thanks anyhow, stranger, for what you've done. Gosh, I'd better let Sam know what become of me. Sounds like they're having a fit over by the house. Here, I'll help you to your feet. Must be stiff after being tied like that. Golly. I am at that. But that don't matter. I have to tell oh, him. There's Whitey. This way. I found him. That fellow in the redskin gunny. I can't tell you two. Hold on, boss. I'll teach these fellas to wait. They didn't hold me up, boss. They just now untied me. Huh? It was Neil Brogan tied me up and gagged me. 
He done it by coming at me from behind. And these fellas come along and found me. Is that right, stranger? It is. And if you wasn't working with Neil, what's that mask for? I have my own reasons for the mask. Yeah, I just bet you have. You, Whitey. You ride in here, tell me what a hand you are with a shooting iron, and you ain't on the job 24 hours when you let the blasted farm and get the best of you. But I just now said these Ah, uh, and you, Ray. You talking all the time about being sweet on Kate. You even have a fight with Neil about it. Then you just stand by while he comes and steals her away. But gosh, boys, I was sleeping, I tell you. Well, I'm wondering if you ain't asleep all the time, you idiots. I've a mind to fire the lot of you. I don't see how we could have helped it. And it ain't doing no good standing here arguing about it. What I want to do is catch that polecat and give him what he's got coming. And that goes for me, Whitey. Come on, boss. Let's ride for Neil's place now. Neil's place? Now, they're likely to go there, ain't they? But where else would they go? I know where they'd head for. Bring them horses up here. What place you got in mind, boy? Winter Nelson's. She and Kate spend half their time visiting back and forth. That's the first place Kate would think of. Then let's get going. There's just one thing, boss. Yeah? The fellows that have been coming into this part of the country to farm, the nesters, they think a heap of you. Well, what about it? Nothing much. Only going after them like this. Well, they'll be taking sides, and this is likely to turn into a regular range war. Afraid? Of course I ain't. Then get in your saddle and shut up. Ready, fellas? Then come on. Get up, fellas. Get up, get up. Here's the white dress I wore when I got married to Lynn, Kate. You can have that for your wedding. Well, that's awfully good of you, Mrs. Nelson. Here's a blue taffeta I could spare in these aprons. I don't know about these shoes, Kate. <laughs> they may be a mite too big for you. I can't possibly take all these things. Just enough to do me till I can get where I can buy more. But you're sure being mighty nice to it, Mrs. Nelson. Sure, if a body can't help her friends. You got the whole saddle I said Kate could borrow to you? Uh-huh. It's standing just outside. Well, then I'll get the police pass, and then you better help her. And Kate, you be sure and write me. After what you've done for us, you think I'd forget? <laughs> of course not, child. I was just talking. There, I reckon that's passing good enough. I'll take it, Mrs. Nelson. Come on, honey, we can... What's that? Horseman. The Kate may be that your paw and his men. Quick, off the back. I'll try to hold them. Not to. Oh, there you are. Pa! We caught her, you poor cat. Hand back her, Ray. No, you don't, fella. Keep your hand away from that holster. You're covered. You, Whitey. Kate, I'm ashamed of you. A cattleman's daughter running away with a farmer. You're going back home right now. No, Pa. I love Neil and he loves me. What if he ain't a rancher? I don't care what he is. That's I'm... enough of that talk. You come with me. Take your hands off, Kate. Even if you are a paw, that don't mean... Shut up, Matisse, You ought to be ashamed of yourself. A whole pack of you. Uh, you, Sandy, all of the most cantankerous creeper I ever seen. Have you ever raised a girl as nice as Kate? I don't know. A razor. A fine foreman he is. Whining around about being loco over Kate, but never having backbone enough to do more than run Neil down. This fella here, what's his name? Why, uh, that's just Whitey. You when you hired yesterday, huh? <laughs> and a nest that ties him up. A prostrate crew if I ever seen one. No, I'll talk all you want. All right, Kate, come along. Please, Paul. I reckon you'd better go, honey. But I'll be seeing you again as soon as I can. <laughs> you have a notion you're staying behind? What are you about? Well, you ain't. We all got things to settle with you. Me especially. Now get moving before I pull this trigger. Look here. When you... I got you covered, I'll give the orders. Get going. Don't you worry, Neil. I'll tell your business office and they'll see that you ain't If them farmers come interfering, we'll run them right out of the county. Close the door, Ray. Yeah. Why, oh, you can't let them do anything to Neil? Kate, whatever happens to that skunk will be too good for him. Now get mounted and don't talk up. And that goes for you, fella. Into the saddle. Whitey, there'll be a time coming when you ain't got a gun in your hand. We'll have this out man to man. <laughs> if you leave that long. All right, Neil. You can do it. What happened, fella? Get out of here. Oh, what the hell, Neil? We're riding. Get a hold of that fella. Head back. Hurry on, Neil. Shoot him. Missed. 
Try again. Come on. You said he wasn't working with Neil. And now he rides in and grabs that blasted duster right out from under your noses. Come on. Get into the saddle and take after them. All right, sir. We shook them off, stranger. Where are you heading for now? Lieutenant, down the road ahead and waiting for us. Otto, my friend, hurry, Silver, old fellow. Now, that's why I got to clear out of the country, stranger. You have no idea who shot the sheriff? Not a notion. I couldn't even begin to make a guess. But I think I can. You what? I believe I know the murderer. But I can think of only one motive. But who? What I'll explain he... later when I have more to go on, Neil. But first, I want the answer to a question. Well, what do you want to know? The sheriff had several deputies, didn't he? Sure. There's Ed Porter and Lige Mason. Which and... one would you trust the most? Which would I trust? Well, that'd be Ed Porter, I reckon. He's as square as they come. Good. Son of... Huh? We're going back to town, Kimasaki. We right now? At once. We'll have to be back here before daylight. Yes, Scout. Here's over. But hold on. What about me? You're staying here, Neil. You've got a scheme to catch the killer. I want to be in on it. You'll be safer here. Who cares about being safe? That isn't all. Our horses are faster than yours. You were long and it just handicapped us. But gosh, I want to do something. Grab plenty. There'll be plenty for you to do. But now you can help us most by staying here. Ready, Tyler? Mm-hmm. Be ready. Gosh. Look at them fellas ride. In a bad spot, sure enough. But if I had the whole West to choose from to get help, I wouldn't look no further than them two fellas there. The curtain falls on the first act of our thrilling Lone Ranger drama. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. Something right here, uh huh. It's the Loot Crate subscription box, yeah, full of exclusive loot on surprises delivered to your door every month. Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, daddy. <laughs> From the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX collectible boxes, dude, Calabunga, to the Loot Gaming video game box. Woohoo! Wowzers! With crates starting as large as $11.99 per month, those are backs just about for all collectors. To get your geek on, head over to phoenixmedia.us forward slash loot crate and claim your exclusive offer. That's F-E-N-I-X media dot U-S forward slash loot crate. Great Scott! Snap into a loot crate, it. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Now to continue our story. The Lone Ranger, after rescuing Neil Brogan from Sam Hefner and his men, left Neil in his camp while he and Tonto returned to town 
to investigate the murder of the sheriff. Isn't that the sheriff's office up ahead? Mm-hmm. That's it. All right. We've got to get inside. Maybe door locked. Maybe. I've got an idea. We'll find it isn't. When you think that. First, we'll see if I'm right. Here we are. Who's the door? Who's the You see, Tonto? Uh, door. Door broke open. Whoever was here before us found the door locked. So he smashed his way inside. Uh-huh. There's a lamp on the table. Light it, Tonto. We'll look around in here. Um, maybe color. See us. There isn't anybody likely to be near this time of night. So where the broken door would have been discovered before this. Oh, yeah. Lamp. Look. Oh, paper all over a room. Every drawer on the sheriff's desk was open and searched. The man who did this didn't bother to replace the papers he looked at. He just threw them on the floor. Looked like him in big hurry. Well, that's enough, Kimosabe. Now back to the horses. Where we go? You know where Ed Porter's home is? Uh-huh. Him got placed in town. Uh, me, me show you. Let me, Silver. Then lead the way, Tonto. Get him up, Scott. Come on, Silver. Oh, Silver. Oh, 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 oh. This is the place, Tonto? Not, not right. I hope he's home. He isn't. We'll have to find him. And the redskin, what? In... You're going to get dressed at once. Look here, no outlaws will order me around. I'm not an outlaw. I'll have you covered. That draw. Now, will you do what I say? You won't get away with this. Get back inside and start dressing. We'll talk it over later. Blast shut. Close the door, Tyler. Now, deputy, I'm watching every move you make. Don't try anything. You... And when you finish, you're coming with us. During the next two days, the news of the sheriff's murder spread through the range country. It was early in the morning when Kate went down to the Hefner Corral and saddled her horse. What do you think you're doing, Kate? Uh, I'm going for a ride, Pa. Like fun you are. I told you once you wasn't leaving the ranch, and I meant just what I said. But, Pa... You won't get no second chance to run off with no murderer. Neil didn't shoot the sheriff. Yeah? Well, other folks think different. Not everybody. Everybody that counts does. Now, who in blazes is that coming here? Why, it's Hank Graves and Paul Keaton. More doggone farmers. I thought I made it clear I didn't ever want to see one of them polecats on my place. Well, don't start trouble, Pop. I'll handle things my own way. What are you fellows doing here? We've been sent here, Sam. We didn't ride clear out here just for the pleasure of talking to you. You can lay to that. Well, we ain't to know what you've done with Neil Brogan and Ed Porter, the deputy. I don't know where Ed is, but I can tell you this. Neil ran away to save his neck. You can bet on that. Yeah? Well, the widow Nelson tells a different story. She says you and your hired gunman came and took Neil out of her house. But he got away again. That's likely, ain't it? A half dozen you again want to him. But a mask Don't are... try no lies. What must have happened was this. You tried to frame Neil for the sheriff's killing. But most likely Ed found out about it, so you got rid of both of them to keep them from telling their stories in court. You're crazy. Well, even hate Kate here can tell Neil was took away by some outlaw, can't you, Kate? Is that so, miss? Uh, I don't remember. Why, well, dog blast my hide. He was... You was right there. You recollect as well as I do. Now you tell them. Well, and your girl will make her back up your story, huh? Well, that don't go down with us. See here. You see here. We brought a message to you, and we're delivering it. Either you produce Neil and Ed by 6 o'clock tomorrow evening, or get ready for gunplay. Making threats, eh? Just so. And I'll tell you this, Sam. Maybe us farmers ain't as handy with shooting irons as you cattlemen, but we got you out number two to one. And any gunplay we start, we'll finish. The deadline's 6 tomorrow. Don't be forgetting. 
Come on, Paul, let's get back. And Sam, when we say six, we mean six. Good day to you. Get up, get up, get up. Get up. Now, what was the idea of what you've done? Why didn't you tell him about the mask fellow? If you was a young'un again, I'd tan your hide. They're on Neil's side, Pa. And so am I. Consigned woman, folks. You're as bad your ma was before you. Hey, boss. Hey? Oh, howdy, Whitey. Hello there, Ray. Why weren't you here just... Say, who's the red kid? Me, Tonto. Tonto? The agent says he's got a note for you. He wouldn't turn it over to us. A note? Where is it? Yeah. You take him. What's it say, boss? Doggone it, quit leaning over my shoulder. Leaping lizards. It's signed by Ed Porter. The deputy? Yeah. Is that his handwriting? I'd say it was. What do you think, boss? There ain't no doubt about it. But if this is true, say where the Redskin get to. I ain't asking some questions. There he is. Getting on that paint horse. Hey, hold on, Redskin. Get him up. Go. come back here. Now, why'd he sneak off like that? To keep him telling what he knew, that's why. But, boss, you figure that note from Ed Porter is straight? I don't know. But we'll find out by tomorrow night, by Thunder. Now get back to work. You, Whitey, keep an eye on Kate here. And Ray. You rouse them lazy rannies out of the bunkhouse and start them riding line. Now get. The following day, the farmers gathered in town. They believed the cattlemen were responsible for the disappearance of Neil and the deputy. And as the afternoon wore on toward evening, their suspicion became a certainty. Ten minutes to six, and no sign of Neil or Ed. Men, you better see to your guns. I got a notion there's going to be trouble. Six o'clock, fellas. We'll give them ten more minutes, and then we're riding. Time's up. Everybody set. Make sure your guns are loaded. And anybody here that ain't hankering after a fight, it better get out right now. Hank, there's Joe riding this way. Looks like he's got something to tell us. Hold on a second. Well, what's the matter? I just seen Sam Hefner in his tall outfit riding towards Signal Bluff. Signal Bluff, you sure? Didn't I just say I saw him myself? What did he going over there for? Don't ask me. Maybe they figured if we didn't find him at the ranch, we'd let him go. Well, if they did, they'll sure find out different. If they can ride over there, so can we. Come on, fellas. Let's show the mound brakes the cattle men ain't running this county. Get up there. Get up there. Time you got, Ray? Near 7.30, boss. Uh, and where's Ed Potter at? We've waited the better part of an hour already. If he don't show up blame soon, we're going home. He didn't say anything about the time in that note he wrote, boss. He just said he'd meet us at the foot of the bluff here after dark. Right after dark. Is that right now, is it? What's he afraid of? He don't need to think that... Listen, maybe that's him. Not unless he needs a couple of dozen horses to get him here. And who is it? Hold on. Yeah, that's them, all right. The nesters. But why are you... Follow us here. Bound to have trouble, eh? By thunder, we'll show them where they get off at. Men, if one of them hombres makes a move for his gun, blast them out of their saddle. Here they are! So we found you after you figured on running away from us, eh? Run away from farmers? Why, you... Don't yell at us. We want Neil and Ed, and we aim to find out what's become of them. We warned you what would happen if they wasn't back by six. Blast that we're looking for the deputy ourselves. Yeah? He sent a note saying he'd be here after sundown. And I don't give a hoot if you believe me or not. Stalling again? Why would he meet you fellas here? Give evidence again, Neil, that's why. Huh? Did Ed say that? Did he say Neil killed the sheriff? Just the same as. Meaning? That the sheriff knew a certain fellow was gunning for him. The sheriff told Ed who that fellow was. And you don't know whether it was Neil or not. Ed wrote that he cleared out to keep him getting shot by that same fellow himself. And if he didn't mean Neil by that, I'll eat dirt. You just proved you're lying. Why, you... Ed wouldn't run for nobody. 
You'll make an ad story up to keep clear of trouble, but your yellow tricks ain't pulling up for a minute. It's a fight, fellas. Kill them. You ask for it, Sam. I've had this gun aimed right at you since we got here. And now, by hey, hey, watch out. Look up above. What the? Neil. from on top of the bluff. Neil. I, I knew you were doing it for me, Hank. And I couldn't let you shoot Sam. You saved my life. Hank had me dead to rights. There's been too much trouble on account of me already, Mr. Hefner. You come close to getting that bullet yourself. Well, all I can say is it's too blame bad you're a nester and wanted by the law. Neil, how in blazes do you happen to be up above? I've been laying up there out of sight ever since you fellas got here, Paul. I know. I'm sorry to say it, Neil, after what you've just done. But that makes it look all the worse for you. You must have found out some way that Ed was coming here and was laying for him. There's no choice, I reckon. We just have to take you into jail. Just hold on, Sam. Look here, Neil. Wasn't it the ranchers held you prisoner? I wasn't a prisoner, Hank. I'd have been with a masked man and a redskin. And Sam, maybe you wasn't lying about that note. We'll just wait and see if Ed shows up. Suits me, Hank. And, well, I, I'm i hoping Ed don't say what I'm afraid he's going to say. There's a right about That might be Ed. It must be. Ed, that you? Oh, Ed, and I've got big news. Oh, oh uh, We want to know who was gunning for the sheriff. And I can tell you, it's like this, Sam. I was shooting fire. After he's running your way. How to rope him. He's not armed. I, I shot his gun away. What's happened? There's a redskin over there. He's making ready to throw his rope. Somebody's heading for the tree. Let me go. Get that rope out of me. It's Whitey. I'll be. It was Whitey shot at the deputy. Bring that poke hat over here, Tonto. Uh, let me bring him in. Let me go. Not yet. Let me go. There's your killer, Sam. The masked man. But where'd he come from? The masked fellow was up above, too. Keeping watch for anybody that tried to shoot the deputy. I'd have got him before this if I'd know the sheriff told him about me. So you did kill the sheriff, Whitey. I was tricked. There's just one thing, Whitey. What part of the country are you wanted by the law? Ask the deputy, blaster. <laughs> I can't tell the masked man. The sheriff told you I was gunning for him. He must have told you it was because he recognized me from a reward notice. <laughs> but he never told me you was after him. Huh? What's that? Whitey, you told me you were the killer. That ain't so. You're a loco. And that I untied you near Sam's ranch house, the first thing you did was call Neil a killer. You've forgotten the sheriff's death couldn't have been discovered yet. Why, you... When Neil told Kate about the murder, you were too far away to have heard him. That's a fact. Whitey was over by the trail. You didn't mention it again, Whitey, and Sam said nothing about it at all. Although he was angry enough with Neil to have called him a murderer, he'd known of the sheriff's death. But wait! Only okay. the killer, besides Neil, could have known that the sheriff was dead. And your slip of the tongue showed you up, Whitey. Doggone if that don't beat all. I didn't know the murder myself at the time. But Whitey's statement made me curious. That's why I took Neil away, Sam. And Neil told me his story. But how'd you get on to Whitey being an outlaw? He'd been in this part of the country only 24 hours. So the motive for the sheriff's murder could only be something that had happened in the past. Finding the sheriff's office broken open and reward notices scattered around confirmed my suspicions. That's right, Sam. That's why the masked fellow got me to write you that note. He knew blame well why he would try to shut me up and give himself away by doing so. If he figured I had anything on him. That blasted note. Neil, maybe Kate was right about you after all. And as for you, Whitey, that note just goes to show you can't believe everything you read. Especially when the masked man puts another fellow up to right name.
story you have just heard is a copyrighted feature of The Lone Ranger Incorporated. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. horse for the speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty high silver, the Lone Ranger. system of courts in the early western United States was primitive, and often the wrong man was arrested, tried, and convicted. The masked rider of the plains worked just as hard to protect the innocent as to punish the guilty. And in time, high old silver came to be the battle cry of justice. Return with us now to those thrilling days when the West was young and adventure at the end of every trail. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, silver! This is a hold up to your Eldorado! room at El Dorado, a crowd had gathered for Jed Lynch's trial. Old Josephus Kinney, the chief witness for the prosecution, was on the stand. Silence in this here court. Quiet down or I'll clear the courtroom, Dad Reddit. All right, Red. One question to witness. Thank you, Your Honor. Now then, Mr. Kinney, you say you're a stranger in El Dorado? Hey, what's that? I say you're a stranger here. Don't talk so foolish. There ain't no ranger here. Mr. Kinney, I asked if you was a stranger here. Eh? A stranger here? Why in something couldn't you have said that in the first place? Of course I'm a stranger here. <laughs> oh, gone. what's so blame funny about the witness being hard of hearing? The next idiot of Snickers is leaving here pronto. <clears throat> Proceed with examination. And you was riding the stage to El Dorado on the night of June 13th? Huh? Oh, oh, sure I was. Very well. Now suppose you tell us in your own words just what happened during that trip. What happened during the trip? What happened? Well, first off, I bought me a ticket. 
Then I went down to Little Jim for a snack while I was waiting. No, it wasn't Little Jim neither. It was... You misunderstand me, Mr. Kinney. What I mean is, tell about the holdup. Uh, just like a lawyer. Can't ask anything straight out like anybody else. No, you got to twist it and turn oh, it. Oh, and... please, please, Mr. Kinney. The witness will confine himself to the questions asked. Shucks, I wish... Mr. Just... Kinney. All right, Judge, all right. I'm getting to it. Well, now, let me see. The holdup, huh? Well, we were driving along right smart. Maybe about five miles from town. When all of a sudden I heard some shots and the stage pulled up. You was alone inside the stage? Must have been. Wasn't nobody else there. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. Then what happened? Well, then there were some more shots. And I know the outlaw had killed the garden driver. So I got down on my hands and knees and hit on the floor. Go on. I wasn't sticking my nose in where I wanted. Wind up rides two fellas on horses holding guns. The one fella got off his horse, climbed on top of the stage and looked around for the box with the gold in it. Is that fellow in the courtroom now? Hey! Do you recognize the man that got the gold? Sure do. That's him sitting right over there. Quiet! Mr. Kinney, you was pointing to that man there, Jed Lynch. Is that who you meant? That's the fellow. Yes, sir. Uh, now his partner. Did you get to see him? Nope. Uh, not to know him again, anyhow. He just stayed back in the dark and give orders. He seemed to be the boss? That's what he was. Now, if I recollect right, you said you heard Jed there mention the name. Just what did Jed say? Well... Come now, Mr. Kinney. Well, when that fellow there come on top and found the gold, he yelled out, Here it is, Lem. That's all he called his partner, uh, just Lem? Uh, Try to remember. Uh, he said Lem Mason. You're sure? That's what he said. Your Honor, did you ever hear of any fellow by that name around these parts? Not to my recollection. No, me neither. Now, Mr. Kinney... You know anybody by that name? Hey, what about a game? Do you know anybody by the name of Lem Mason? Can't you talk about a Lem Mason, Lem Mason. Do you know anybody by that name? I don't know what's the matter, mister. I don't seem to be able to hear a word you're saying. <laughs> That's enough. Clear the courtroom, Sheriff. If these here laughing hyenas can't behave themselves, they can get on about the business. Clear the courtroom. Come on, fellas. They'll be coming out of the courtroom in a moment. Uh, Come on, get, get him up, Scout. Well, that old fellow said Jed's partner was a man called Lem Mason. Ah, uh, Mason fellow live other side state. He's evidently not known around here. It's hard to believe that he's an outlaw. Mason isn't wealthy, but he has a small ranch which earns him enough for a living. Of course, he might have turned outlaw. You tell Lawman about Lem Mason? Perhaps, but not now. I'd rather investigate first myself. Uh. You know, Kimasami, I have an idea that Jimmy is acquainted with Mason, too. Why do you think that? Did you notice how hard of hearing he got when he was asked if he knew anybody for that name? <laughs> it looked to me as though he didn't want to understand the question. Maybe him not tell truth about name. I doubt that, Tato. He seems sincere enough. Even though it was obvious, he didn't like telling him. That right. There's a clear case against Jed. He'll be convicted. From the testimony, it's plain that he was only the other man's tool. And until that man is caught, the law will not be satisfied. What we do? There's only one thing we can do, Tyler. Ride to Mason's ranch. Oh, that long way. But if Mason is guilty, he should be brought here to face trial. That's right. And if he isn't, we want to clear him before the law in El Dorado finds out there is such a man and takes steps to arrest him. We go now? Yes, and we better travel fast. Two days of hard riding brought the masked man of Tonto to Gainsport, the town nearest to Lem Mason's ranch. There, obeying the Lone Ranger's instructions, Tonto asked questions of Lem's neighbors. On the evening of the third day, he and the masked man called on Mason himself. There he is, Tonto, by the corrals. Uh-huh. That's him, all right. And he's alone. Good. Hey, who's 
there. Uh, he can see us. Hello there. Who, 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 Ten days ago, he was on a stage headed for El Dorado. The stage was held up. The guard and driver killed and a cargo of gold stolen. There were two outlaws. One was identified by sight. And Kinney has testified the other was you. You're loco. That was Kinney's testimony in court. Why, the ungrateful old reprobate. And I thought him and me was friends. Even if I did have to let him go on account of I couldn't afford his wages no more. Look here. Are you sure he said he's seen me? He didn't say that. He heard your name mentioned. Deep as he is? Why, shucks, he It couldn't. isn't impossible, Mason. The outlaws thought they were alone. The one man was on top of the stage, the other a little distance away. And he says the name was called out. And he's not telling the truth. Sando has been asking questions about you, Mason. The engine? Yes. Your neighbors say that about a week and a half ago, you were away from home for several days. I was in San Antonio. And you prove it? Well, I... What were you doing there? I went to see a cattle buyer about getting rid of some of my stock. My range has been so burned up, I can't graze all I got. The man I wanted to see was out of town. I reckon if you aren't proof, I can't give it to you. I'm not the law, Mason. Well, that's clean enough. But sooner or later, the law will find out about you. And when it does, you're going to have a hard time with it. I can't help it, none. I didn't hold up no stage and I didn't do no killing. Are you willing to go to El Dorado with me? And be tried for something I didn't do? Not by a blame sight. Mason, you're going whether you want to or not. You can't make I'm me... not sure you're guilty. In fact, I doubt it. And I have an idea what may have happened. You ain't got no authority to make me go anyplace. I won't turn you over to the law until I found out whether my idea is right or not. I tell you, I ain't going. You're going, Mason, because if you are guilty, and I left you behind, you'd make your escape now that you've been warned. I'll show oh, you. Get out, Flash. If you hadn't outdrawn me, we wasted I'd... enough time talking. I'll give you a chance to arrange for the care of your ranch. Then we're riding, and we're riding to El Dorado. <laughs> Sam Mason was forced to accompany the Lone Ranger and Tonto when they rode back to their camp outside El Dorado. It was not long before Lem changed his mind about the masked man's character. I've been thinking it over, stranger. First off, I'd like you to know I've changed my mind about you and the engine. Yes? When you made me come with you, I figured you was crooks up to some game of your own. Since then, I've been listening and watching. And I'm free to say if you're crooks, then I sure ain't no judge of human nature. Thanks, Mason. And I can see your point. You couldn't leave me behind to run away if I was a crook. Besides the things you said, I guess they didn't all you had in mind. You believe I had another reason for bringing you here? <laughs> you didn't want the law getting a hold of me and railroad me to jail till you were sure in your own mind about me being guilty. Ain't that so? It is. <laughs> Good enough. What I'm wondering about is that idea you said you had. Any objection to let me in on it? I'd rather not tell you until I've made certain. Well, when will that be? Tonight, I hope. Here's over. You leave? I'm going into town, Tato. You and Mason will stay here. But what do you... Yep, and when I get back, Mason, I think you'll understand my plan. Come on, Silver. Thaddeus Powell, the judge, Clem Wilson, the sheriff, and old Josephus Kinney were seated in the sheriff's office. Behind them, down a short corridor, was the cell which held Jed Lynch, the convicted murderer and thief. Clem, this blame case has got me worried. Well, it's bothering you, Judge. Well, Josephus here gave evidence against Jed's partner. That'd be all right if we knew where to lay hands on him. But we can't. We don't even know who he is. So what's to prevent him laying for Josephus somehow and drilling him so as he can't testify again? Without that testimony, we couldn't get a conviction, even if we caught him. You fellas talking about me? The judge is worrying about you, mister. <laughs> Ain't no call for that. Man and boy, I took right good care of myself for close to 70 years. Sure, and with me to see you don't come to no harm, you ought to be good for another 70. 
Clem, uh, what have you been doing to locate that Mason fella? Everything possible, Judge. I've ripped every sheriff found about, and I got all my deputies out making inquiries. Honey, we can't make Jed talk. If you let me handle him the way I want. No, it. can't stand for that. Taint legal. There sure won't be no way of making him speak up after he's stretched him. Uh-huh. That's just why I put off his hanging for so long when I pronounced sentence. It's just another week. A man waiting to be hung can do a heap of thinking in a week's time. Jed, think? <laughs> He ain't even got the brains to worry about it. Well, the doggone idiot ain't even lost his appetite. Uh, that one of your deputies rode up, Clem? You know, maybe it's... Might you. be one of them's got news of that Mason fella. Huh? Eh? What's that? What the... What Mason fella? By heaven, your hands up, Sheriff. You! Eh, that's better. You armed, Judge? If I was, you'd have been drilled. Perhaps. Now, Sheriff, stand up. Hi. I said stand up. What's this all about? You'll know in a moment. I'll just take your guns. Uh, that takes care of you. Now, the rest of you, stand up and face around. If you ever come up for sentence in my... I don't expect to. Tell Kenny to get up. You'll have to get up to her, Davis. Huh? Stand up. Stand up. Bunny, all you fellas have to mumble to yourself. All right. Now walk ahead of me, all of you. But I... You, sir, we're going to unlock Jed's cell. Hurry. You're afraid of that crook? I'm taking him with me. Jed, it's him. The Mac fellas, he's them, Mason. You're wrong. This is why Jed wasn't warning. He knew you'd let him out. What's that about me? Your partner's come for you, Jed. But by that thunder, I'll have you both back and behind bars before I'm through, or I'll turn in my bag. My partner? Unlock the door. I'll unlock it. But you heard what I promised, and I don't go back on my word. I'm free? I'm not free, Jed. The only difference is that now you're my prisoner. Don't try to follow us, Sheriff. Come on, Jed. But wait a come minute. Come on. You three, stay right where you are. Just wait, stranger. Your time will come. I'll hang you up. Shut that door, Jed. Where are you taking? You'll learn soon enough. Is that your horse? It is. Get on the saddle. Did you hear me? I heard you. Get in there, old boy. Jed, the law couldn't make you talk, but I'm not the law, and I will. I'll silver away! The curtain falls on the first act of our thrilling Lone Ranger drama. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Now to continue our story. When the Lord El Dorado was unable to find Jed Lynch's partner in crime, the Lone Ranger forced the sheriff to release the outlaw. Then the masked man took Jed to the well-hidden camp where Tonto and Lem Mason waited. Oh, Silver. Silver. Who there? Get down, Jed. Now wait. Look here. Quiet. Hey, who's the fellow you brought back with you? Mason, this is Jed Lynch. Am I was supposed to help rob the stage? Right. You were supposed to what? Say, who are you? Never mind that now. Tonto. Uh-huh. You want me? Then here stood trial, been convicted and sentenced to be hung for murder and robbery. Oh. What's that to you? You'll soon see, Jed. Father, we had a partner. A partner even more guilty than he is. Because his partner gave the orders. Tonto, know that. Jed has been in jail, but he's refused to tell where his partner could be found. The law could only ask him to talk, not make him. Oh. Hey, what in time is I'm turning him over to you, Tonto. You will make him talk. I've heard that Indians have more effective methods than white men to force prisoners to talk. Wait, you can't do that. You can't. Tonto, make them talk. No, no, listen. You come, Tonto. The 
following day, the sheriff dismissed his posse after an unsuccessful search for Jed and the Lone Ranger. Thanks for your help, fellas. Well, it's your fault we couldn't find them skunks. If I get a lead to where they'd be, we'll go after them again. Good day, dear. That's Mascarler. He showed us the one for covering a trail I ever seen. I don't know where he could have got to. Well, there's other things to tend to now. Better be getting at them before something else comes up. Oh, it's you, Bill. Oh, oh, oh. What's been keeping you anyhow? I looked for you back yesterday, and today I needed you for a posse. Oh, Sheriff, I found Lem Mason. What? It's a fact, sir. Help me. You, you found Lem Mason? Well, uh, maybe not exactly that. But to know where he lives, that's more than anybody else been able to find out. Where's that? Over near Gainesport. He's got a small spread there. You ain't mistaken. Can't be no mistake. I rented into old Bert Norris. Stop here. Yeah? He gets around lost, so I figured maybe he might have heard the name before. I asked him, and sure enough, he had. And that ain't all. That's enough, by thunder. We have I told you, horses, Tim. You know who used to work for him? Well, that depot geezer, Josephus Kinney. You're crazy. No, I ain't neither. Well, I'll be doggone, the blasted old fake. Couldn't hear nothing when it was asked if he knew anybody by that name, eh? Being slick, that's what he was. Well, if he was stone deep, he'd hear what I'm going to tell him. And then first thing tomorrow, I'll ride into Gainesport and show them, Mason, what happens to coyotes that rob and murder. Sheriff's found out about Mason? That's right. And he's riding to his ranch tomorrow? That's what people in town say. That means we'll have to act tonight. Yeah. Mason! Well, me? I told you what you might have to do. Are you still willing? I am, that. Tonight? Anytime you say. I'm trusting you the whole way. You have my word that if anything goes wrong, you'll not suffer for it. That's good enough for me. Well, you'll have to remain in camp and guard Jen. Mm-hmm. You watch him. Hey, you ain't gonna leave me alone with a red skin, are you? I am. But I don't trust him. There's no telling what he'll do. Look here, my life ain't safe with that low-down black What range. you call Tonto? Oh, I didn't Nothing left, I was just joking. Get uh, uh, your horse, Mason. Uh, it'll be dark by the time we reach El Dorado. I'll be with you in a second. Here, Silver. You take care. I will, Silver. Ready, Mason? Ready, you give the word. Then let's go. Hail, Silver! Away! Master man. Right. Oh, what do you want? address for riding. Good. You're coming with us. I'm what? Come on. We're not stopping to talk now. We've got another call to make. Oh, where are you taking You're me? Just howls on. Hurry. What's the meaning of this? Keep your voice down. Now get inside. In with you. Come on, Mason. And what's this about? Took Jed from jail. What's he doing here? Don't ask me, Judge. Close the door. Yeah. We've got some talking to do. This is preposterous. Who can't? Wait till you hear what I have to say before you decide. But who Listen can't? to me. Just Powell, you want the man who helped Jed rob the stage and kill the driver and guard. And you're that man. I'm not. You are. Tomorrow, you're going to reopen the trial. You're out of your head. Reopen the trial. Up in front of the fur. There ain't no need of that unless you're willing to go on trial, which I doubt. 
And Jed's already been tried and sentenced. Even if you did break jail, I'd go free. Jed isn't free. I still have him. Huh? What's more, I'll see that he's brought back. I don't believe you. That doesn't matter. That still don't give us no reason for reopening the trial. You could if Len Mason surrendered, couldn't you? <laughs> Trying to tell us you're going to give yourself up? This man here is Len Mason. Huh? What's that? He is. If you doubt it, he can show you identification. And he'll surrender himself tonight. Is that true? I'm Len Mason. I got all the proof of that you can ask for. I'll have to see that proof. You will. The man's fellow made me bring it with me. And you're giving yourself up? If the man's fellow says so, I am. Well, by thunder, then, neither you're loco or I am. What a fellow with a case against him like you have wants to go to trial for, I don't know. But I sure can't object to it. Sheriff, plan to make a trip after Mason in the morning. You can tell him that won't be necessary. He'll be told, all right. Good. I suppose you want to know why Mason is ready to stand trial. Well, who wouldn't? And listen to me. I'll tell you exactly why he's doing it. Hear about it? That fellow Lem Mason give himself up. Yeah. Oh, it's this afternoon, fellas. I'm going early and getting a good seat to see that killer get the sentence he deserves. All right. That's him. There's that Mason fellow sitting right up in front at the table with Fred Mills. Well, what are you saying when that old fellow testified again? Where's Jed Lynch? Don't see nothing to him. Quiet down, fellas. The judge is getting ready to open trial. Silence in the courtroom. Silence. All right, now. This here court's in session. It's the people versus Liam Mason. And the defendant is charged with murder and theft. <laughs> Josephus, as you were the night of the robbery. Jed, what in blazes kind of foolishness is this? Don't be interrupting, Sheriff. Now then, Jed, you're going to repeat the same words you used that night, and in the same tone of voice. But I can... Remember this gun. All right, blast it. Go on. It's here. You call louder than that. Try again. It's here, Clem. Hey, Wilson, it's here. That's it? That's what I heard him say? Lem Mason. But he didn't. He said Clem Wilson. Oh, oh, that was wrong. It was the sheriff. Jed yelled there that night. Get the sheriff. He's making a break. I'll get him. One time. Get away. Stay clear. You're through, Sheriff. Oh, my arm. Let go of me. Deputy, you can take care of the Sheriff. I'll do that same. 
All right, Sheriff. Try to get away again, and I'll drill you. How'd you find out, Judge? Now, folks, I'm free to admit the masked man explained the whole thing to me last night. But I wouldn't believe it. What did he say, Jack? Oh, Sheriff, let him tell you about it. Jimmy made his mistake because he's tired of hearing. The two names sound very much the same, Lem Mason and Clem Wilson. But Wilson was a stranger to Kinney, and Mason wasn't. You mean that... I mean that when Jed called out from the top of the stage, Kinney associated the sound with the name he was familiar with. But you got the truth from Jed. Why didn't you let him testify in court? You should know why I didn't. In the first place, neither you or the judge believed me when I told you what must have happened. Well, I don't... In the second place, the only way I could frighten Jed into telling the truth was to keep him in my hands. That is the only thing possible. But how'd you get on with this, stranger? I didn't until Mason told me that Kinney had formally cooked for him. Then I realized how much alike the two names were and understood why Kinney made his mistake. You'll be sorry for this. Nothing you can do about it in jail, Sheriff. And, Sheriff, you've got my words. You're going to swing for this. I'll wager you've been behind half the crimes around here. Hey, where's that masked fellow? Just went outside, Jed. Silver. He called his horse Silver. Well, I'll be... Blast you, Jed. Why'd you go shooting off your mouth? What else could I do with a mad fellow holding a gun in my bag? He was just bluffing. Bluffing? You're local. Yes? Well, you're black to digit. That fellow don't ever shoot to kill. That's the Lone Ranger. Come on, Silver, old boy. I'll close the bridge of Morgan City. Settle quickly on the trail ahead. you have just heard is a copyrighted feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated. Get this and previous episodes of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater wherever you get podcasts or by visiting phoenixmedia.us forward slash Silver Age Heroes. Join us again, same bat time, same bat station, for another presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Excelsior! <laughs>